From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. Jeff Mayers is filling in for J.R. this week. So, Jeff, big story last week. Governor Evers ordered $250 million in cuts to state agencies to make up for revenue losses incurred by the coronavirus. That's in addition to the $70 million the governor ordered a few months ago, which took effect July 1st. So are these unprecedented numbers, and what do you think this $250 million cut will look like? It's always a good exercise to uh, to watch out for to prepare for the worst. And but you know when he ordered uh, gave this directive to the State Department of Administration, they didn't say exactly where the cuts should come from or which agencies should bear uh, the brunt of it. And that left an opening, I think, for the new UW System President Tommy Thompson to say, "Hey, we should not bear the burden." meaning we, the system, should not bear the burden because we're an economic engine. So I think, um, you know, there's going to be a little bit of a uh, a budget battle. So we're in the second year of the biennium, and uh, at some point there may have to be a budget repair bill, uh, but that all depends upon um, how things shake out with the economy. It's just soon, too soon to say. Assuming Republicans maintain control of the legislature, do you think they would uphold the cuts, cut some more, or restore some of the money at budget time early next year? I don't know. It depends on how bad the situation is, the budget situation is. Um, But yeah, I mean, the governor and the legislature, the Republican-controlled legislature, did put together a budget. Uh, and uh, Governor Evers vetoed uh, many things, and some of those vetoes were recently overturned uh, by the conservative state Supreme Court. But um, I think a lot will depend upon the election. If if Republicans gain their veto-proof majority, they will be a lot more bold about what they do. Um, and uh, they have to gain a number of seats in both houses in order to do that. And so, uh, but Democrats are fighting mightily to preserve uh, Governor Evers' uh, veto power. So I think that a lot of this will just simply play out um, after the election, and then we'll we'll find out. We'll we'll know more about the economy then. We'll know more about the coronavirus then, and we'll know uh, who holds the political cards. Also last week, a handful of the state's largest teachers' unions asked Governor Evers to mandate online learning, at least for the start of the school year, because of the coronavirus. Do you think he'll feel the pressure and order that? Well, my understanding is he can't really order that, uh, you know, or the DPI can't really order that. I think that, um, you know, they, they, uh, they closed uh, schools because of a health directive. Uh, And I suppose they could try to do that again. But again, you know, because of what the state Supreme Court did, it's like ordering a mask mandate. Uh, The governor says, well, you know, uh, yeah, you should all wear masks, but, uh, you know, uh, can't do a mask mandate because uh, the state Supreme Court pretty much, uh, you know, said, uh, you know, sided with Republicans uh, on on this emergency, uh, extending the emergency orders or doing emergency orders like that. The Republicans want uh, to negotiate emergency orders with the governor instead of him doing them unilaterally. It's going to be up to the school districts. And the school districts are already leading with uh, virtual 
school, beginning with virtual school, and maybe transitioning later on, depending upon the situation. So um, I think that that's um, uh, where it's going to be in most districts. In another development, President Trump has ordered federal agents to Milwaukee to combat violent crime. It happens as the mostly virtual Democratic National Convention takes place in Milwaukee in three weeks. And it happens after Governor Evers wrote a letter to the president urging him not to send federal officers to Milwaukee. So is this going to be viewed as an unpopular move, and might it hurt Trump's chances in Wisconsin? Well, it's not being welcomed by the city of Milwaukee or by the Evers administration because um, it's not in the, um, the spirit of cooperation. Usually uh, the locals say, hey, feds, we need help. The feds aren't usually saying, hey, you guys are not doing a good job. We're sending, we're sending in uh, you know, our forces to make it right. So it's, um, uh, it's not welcome at all by uh, the Evers administration or, um, uh, or uh, the mayor of Milwaukee. And I think uh, Republicans are largely silent on this uh, tactic. Um, it's coming from Washington. It's very controversial, uh, especially in Portland, uh, where you know the federal um, forces have been seen as um, um, uh, going way beyond their authority. In fact, the judge ordered the uh, place uh, federal judge in that in that jurisdiction placed an order limiting the federal um, uh, forces from doing uh, certain things to um, uh, people who are bystanders or not protesting. So. Uh, you know, this is very controversial, um, and, um, and Democrats uh, see uh, a political, they, they label it a political stunt uh, aimed at uh, Democratic, city, uh, Democratic cities, uh, cities controlled by Democrats, controlled by Democratic mayors. It's part of a law and order um, a theme from uh, the president as he uh, um, goes on with his reelection campaign. So, I think we have to take all that in the context in which we're seeing it. And finally, longtime Republican Congressman Jim Sensenbrenner is endorsing State Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald to take his place. Sensenbrenner is retiring this year after serving as 5th District Congressman since 1979. The district covers most of Milwaukee's northern and western suburbs. There's a two-way Republican primary for Sensenbrenner's seat on August 11th as Fitzgerald faces business owner Cliff DeTemple. So retiring office holders sometimes don't make a recommendation, but in this case, Sensenbrenner is supporting Fitzgerald. What kind of weight does that carry? Well, I think it just adds to the the aura of uh, Senator Fitzgerald becoming Congressman Fitzgerald. Um, you know, he's the favorite. He doesn't really come from the heart of the district, so to speak. You know, sort of Dodge County's kind of out there on the fringe a little bit. It's not really the heart and soul of the of the district, like where Menominee Falls, where Sensenbrenner hails from. But this is no surprise, uh, no surprise that uh, Fitzgerald is the favorite on uh, August 11th and no surprise that Sensenbrenner is backing him. Yes, uh, often a uh, incumbent uh, or a, a retiring office holder uh, says, well, you know, I'll leave that up to the voters or whatever. But I think that Fitzgerald is the uh, is the clear choice here. Um, I, I didn't I don't think anybody knew who Cliff the, the Temple was before he ran in his primary and he's only raised like 
uh, two grand, uh, you know, and, and putting a lot of money, a lot of his own money in the race. You know, I, I think uh, it would be a huge surprise to a lot of people if Fitzgerald doesn't win the primary and then uh, go on to uh, become, uh, win the general. And then be, uh, it's, it's a very Republican district. And so then he would become uh, the next congressman from the fifth. That's Jeff Mayers of WISPolitics.com sitting in this week for J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our Capital Notes conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.